Yo, soy fiesta. All right, welcome back to another episode of Yosef Yosef Podcast. This is episode 20, fresh off another loss. And uh, we were inches away from maybe another win with Brandon Bolden's hands. But another L in the column. Got to get that stick on your glove. I have, a, I have a take to start us off here. A take. Here, um, I think that the defense was actually worse than the offense last no. night. No. Really? No way. No way. Really? Okay. No, yep. absolutely not. Was that the worst you've played of the year? Because I think it was. It definitely was the worst they played this year. And not, I, okay, the defense and I, got more to blame, but it was more surprising to me that the defense did, had that performance than it was that the offense had their performance. I guess that's I a better way to put it. I feel like having the flu all week definitely impacted it. Those, our linebackers did not look 100% out there. They really didn't. So I feel like – I mean, even like if they were fully healthy, whatever – they still missed a ton of time this week, so it's not like they were ready for it. I feel like that d- that did have an impact. Gave up like what was it like the first like eleven games or like something crazy? We gave up like two passing touchdowns or one passing touchdown, and we gave up like three last night. Having one in the Three passing touchdowns or however I think no Deshaun had three himself. There was four total if you count DeAndre. Yeah, Hopkins, DeAndre. Right? Yeah, four total if you. If you count all that, so between that, I think that that was surprising to me that I just I didn't think that the Patriots were going to get completely shredded for the most part by Houston. Like I thought. I mean, I, the other thing too is that Jason McCourty was out. That's a pretty yeah. big loss too, if you consider that. Right, it's just like in, the, in these moments against these kinds of teams, like we should be able to be missing like one to two guys on defense. Like that's usually like it's it's pretty hard to have like a completely healthy team. But we, I feel like we should have. I don't know. I, that was a winnable game that we lost. Here, but it was a very winnable thing. game, especially when um, I don't know. You've always destroyed Houston every weekend, year, every week, in every worst, season that you play them. The worst part about that game, Houston game that we played, was that Houston came in dresses the SWAT team, and that should have like the fact that they came in dresses the SWAT team and won made me want to like. I I, I was so mad. Yeah, it was, their varsity I mean, jackets were fire from 2012. No, don't say no. they were so. That was the dumbest stuff. Like that was clean. that was awful. That was embarrassing and awful. And the Patriots hung 40 on them, and they should have yesterday. But they like, looked cool the, getting hung, having 40 hung on them. They looked cool. Oh, that was awful, embarrassing, terrible, and that's what should have happened. But we've got offensive problems. So Matt, I'll let you take it. You have a take here. Go for it. All right. All right, so one of the main reasons for wide receiver struggles is, I believe, Chad O'Shea leaving for Miami. Now, obviously, if you guys don't know, he was a wide receiver coach last year, and I can't remember how long he was around. But the impact that a wide receiver coach can have on you is probably now, did we ever hire another wide receiver coach, or do we just leave it? I don't know. Because if we just left it, then it's probably Josh McDaniels teaching them how to run routes. Uh, but he was I, with us from 2009 to 2018. 2009. So that's what? 
I'm blanking. So nine years. <clears throat> so nine years that he's been around, right? And now you're trying to adjust in one of the first seasons without him. And you have all of these rookie wide receivers coming in, like right, Harry got, and Mayers. You've got a, uh, you've got Myers. You got, but even that more yeah. than that is you've got like a a complete turnover from like the really only constant been Edelman Dorsett. You've had all these new guys, all these changes in it with Sanu coming exactly. in with uh with Demarius Thomas, Brown, Gordon all leaving. That it just kind of there's so much like that's un- the thing because unraveling. If the these work. guys were veterans. If they're veterans, they've been coached on how to do things before in the NFL. But since you have Harry and Mayers, they don't know what they're supposed to be doing probably, right? So they're adjusting. I think you have have a point, actually. Because Harry, I mean, these guys don't know what they're doing. You can just tell by watching them. Harry, like his his footwork is not that that great. Any contact contact they absorb, like – uh, it yeah, just that slow, interception it last down. night. That yeah, interception it, last night was garbage. He shouldn't be getting outbodied like that by Bradley Roby. Yeah, he's like that's three, disgusting. He's, he's like twice the size of Roby. Bradley and, Roby and, looked and, like and Robbie Anderson on defense. And just yeah. a little, and just a little, a little pull like knocked him back, and it was like an easy pick. And that even wasn't even. Minor, that was a with, good throw too. Like that wasn't yeah, a bad right. throw. That was right there. Yeah, and even with Myers, like the remember the play Brady Brady. Remember Brady pointed up the field and yeah, Myers he didn't stopped. go. He he actually did go, but then uh, got shoved by the corner and just stopped. If there were so many the miscommunications last night that it was just awful to watch. Like at one point when Brady threw that second interception that got called back, I was like, man, I just want to go to bed now because this team's not fun to watch. Oh, one they're more not thing. explosive. Dorset, like, that, you yeah, might be saying the same thing I'm about to say, Jacob, with Dorset. Yeah, that um, cause if you watch the, the replay back. Uh, Brady Brady gave Dorset a hand signal. Yes, and, he looked like a gun, and he pulls yeah. his fingers and says, "Give me a double move." Yes, yes, and exactly. And, and, like, and Dorset didn't. Dorset doesn't, and that's why the ball went like twenty yards in front of Dorset. Yeah, he, he exactly. Standing there, not See, like and like these and, re- these receivers have no idea what they're doing right, right and, now, and, and, you, and, and it's you, awful. You go to you the also. Sideline. And there was Josh McDaniels talking with Brady, and Brady does the same hand signal again and goes, "Yep, I yep." I was, double move. I was just about to post that on, on my that. Instagram. Yeah. I, I was just because I, I saw it on Twitter. Right. It was Dan Orlovsky. He was doing the breakdown. Yeah, right? it was. It was it, yeah, exactly, exactly him. And I was going to post that, but I hadn't had time. But yeah, these receivers have no clue what they're doing, and, and it's they, just, it's so aggravating, dude. And Sanu has been. They also Sanu ha- didn't do anything either. I well, don't think Sanu, I don't no. think he's a hundred percent. I don't think yeah, he's a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think he's a hundred percent. But even when he's a hundred percent, he's not that great. He's nothing for a second like, round yeah. pick. No, for how for good he was pick, in the no. Ravens game. I mean, if he, he can like, I don't know, right. just, like, it seems like we can get one piece of the offense working, and that's it. And we just can't like get all synced together. I've never seen like, it yeah, this like out earlier, of sync. Earlier in the season, it was always just passing and passing and passing, and the running game was nothing. And then yesterday, when we started to get the running game going, we just completely abandoned. Oh it. yeah, that's tried the to, thing. Like, off, tried but... to go back to the passing game and the running game, and like these little checkdowns to James White, who is what Matt says the our our best offensive weapon. That yeah, was, like that was what was working. Yeah, we just abandoned yeah. it too early. He really was. Like, yeah. oh, I mean, we were, we were talking. Up? We were talking right, last week. Yeah, Matt. Matt's been trying to say something for like ten minutes. Let's let oh. him speak. So the thing with White is, is that he can run and 
be a threat out of the backfield. So say he comes into the game. Like I saw a stat last night on Sunday Night Football that said like they pass on 70% of his downs or whatever. The same thing is, though, is that you can run a play action with him and they can think that it's a run at the same time. But he can come out into a flat catch and run like 50 yards downfield because he's that good. And he can make you miss, unlike Sonny Michelle can. Because Michelle can't cut as quick as White can. But something moving forward is that they have to find another wide receiver to step up outside of Edelman. Because if no yeah. one steps up, they can just double team Edelman. Take the inside of the field away, make someone beat you deep, and they don't have a guy that can beat you deep right now. So yeah, and uh, to add to that James White thing, and I, I was, I told you guys through text during the game, it's the, it's the Gronk effect. Like since yeah. we don't have Gronk or like any threat at tight end, because like they, they always teams would always put like their safeties um, on Gronk because you couldn't cover him with a linebacker, and a corner was usually too small as well. But but now you don't have Gronk. They can put their that safety or corner on James White, and it completely takes him out of the game. So that, that that's why James White hasn't been doing much this year because he's been covered. There's not much. It he reminds can do. me of um, Detroit last year when we didn't have Edelman and it was just Gronkowski. Yeah, I was there, and they like triple team Gronkowski and made someone else beat you, and no one could get open. Yeah, and it was Hogan like a triple team. Yeah, yeah, it was Hogan, Hogan and Dorsett, and could, that reminded me. It, that exactly reminded me of like Detroit last night, how we looked. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on right now. I mean, because yeah. Edelman is obviously is the, Edelman's the only guy who could beat man coverage right now. Myers uh, uh, can occasionally, but like he's he not did, great. He did well last night, if we're being yeah. honest. Like he was the only guy that was actually doing something. Yeah, outside he, of Edelman. Yeah, he he can get open occasionally, but he. But he's never on the same page. He doesn't know what he's doing. Harry cannot get; doesn't have any explosiveness right now. I'm not saying he's a bust, but I think being Maybe hurt, being so, hurt all year so early to tell. Be, being Maybe what they should do year, probably screwed him up. So Maybe they should try to get right. the ball in his hands or something. Like just throw him slants or throw some 50-50 balls. Whatever. Why are they throwing the double coverage into to Edelman instead? Yeah. Instead of yeah. that is so whatever weird. to Harry. Like, come on. That pisses me off. Like you have this our shortest guy, our shortest slot receiver, and Julian Edelman. You throwing it double coverage deep to him instead of our six foot whatever first round pick. Like, come on. Yeah, he's a monster. He's he's huge, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, like Josh, if, he's like Josh Gordon esque. Like, come on. If you get him matched up on someone who's like five foot eleven or six foot one, you should be throwing that football. That's his strength is the 50-50 ball. Exactly. If you look back in college, like, then give him some in the red zone maybe. Like, come on. This is going to be a big, uh, a big, a big prove-it for uh, Josh McDaniels yeah. because he's got, he's got a lot less to work with and he's got a lot more to expand. So over these next few weeks, he's going to have a lot. Like uh, with, with the double teams, he's going to have to work around these double teams. So it's going to be like – a, a real test of the actual mastermind genius of Josh McDaniels' offensive coordinator. Yeah. Fig- so I mean, Harry's Harry's listed as six that? foot four, by the way, two hundred twenty eight right. pounds. What was up so with heaviest that receiver? Fourth and one, fourth and inch. Don't act Dude, like I, that was I, like yo, that was I read like okay. I read up on this though. Terrible. I read up on this. Yeah. And they came out and they were in a set where you can't run the quarterback sneak. Like if you. So you just got that game pass, right? If you go back and look at it on fourth and inches, I they're could, set yeah, up to, that. they're set up perfectly to defend the QB sneak. Like 
the Texans have faced us long enough to understand what we're going to do on fourth and hey, And, like, that was yep. – it's a good play call because everybody's thinking run or sneak, right? And you Sanu have, just dropped it. And Sanu yeah. dropped it. And also there was the PI. There was a PI. Yeah, with it was it. PI so too. Like, that's – it's whatever. I don't know. It's it's infuriating because we what, – what's crazy is we had a terrible offensive we game. We could have won. And then, and then somehow won. we could have won that. We just we, – we were in it. Like, and You then, know what else hit me last night too? I watched the replay of that onside kick and say that Bolden knocks that in front of him. He's gone. Oh, it's I know. A touchdown. Or I was like, you got to be kidding. If he jumps That's up, he's just two hands down. No, it I, don't might be. To, I don't think you're allowed to return it. I don't oh, you think you can't? Can forward. Oh, all right. That's well, no, because he would have to be going. I thought you could actually do that. No, when he he would have been able to recover it, but that was not a score. When in the game was the onside uh, – no, the uh, fourth down <sighs> drop? Third quarter, third, yeah, or early fourth quarter, maybe more in the second half. Um, yeah. Ethan said something really funny last night. Is he was like, we really just gave up Young Way Koo, who just nailed three onside kicks in a row, the greatest onside kicker in the league, and we that gave was him. actually a nasty onside kick by Jake Bailey. Oh, Bailey perfectly executed. He's gonna be good for a while. That's a good draft pick. Ridiculous that Jake Bailey was our best draft pick. Honestly. Or Winovich. Maybe it's arguable Winovich oh, yeah, is, Winovich. but all right, hold up. Can I just say this about Josh McDaniels? Like, what the hell is up with running the ball well down the entire field until you get to the red zone? Exactly. Then you throw Brady in the oh shotgun and roll him out to the right, uh, eliminating like half of the field. Like, so... What is the point of that? Ethan what and I were talking last night too. And they were running the football with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, even though it wasn't working. And if they didn't run the ball, maybe we would have had another chance at another possession late in the game. But yeah, it's another what they, if. They were but. really like, uh, speaking of the run game too, um, one guy that like legitimately impressed me last night was James Ferentz. Um, When he came into the game for Karras, I was like, like I was trembling on my couch. I was like, what is about to happen with this snap? Like, it's going to go high. We're going to fumble. We're going to lose. James Ferentz did not get a lot of pressure on Brady and did a very good job in both the run and the pass. So coming in for Karras, that was a very, very good job. I, w- I give him yeah. so much credit for what he did. Mm. And also the whole line, what's crazy is that's probably the best the line's been played all year. I think Brady had an average of three and a half seconds to throw the ball. So that's so that's one of those things where it's like we can't blame the line anymore. Certainly aren't going to. No, it's Brady. wide receivers. So no. wide receivers. It's wide receiver releases. Exactly. You can narrow it down to that at oh, least. Oh, I found I found the play. All right. And yeah, it does look like so count how are, many guys are in the box. I don't have the coach's film, but okay, it's what I got. One, two. It's the six guys the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So you can't run a QB sneak well, on that. There's a line. There's a linebacker on the edge. But there's no one. There's no linebackers in the middle, and there's one safety deep. So Maybe I mean, the other thing you could do on that is a fullback fake, and then flip it to white or something. But like in Madden, that's a risky play too. Yeah, if, if you watch it, guys in the box. If you watch it in slow motion, right from the snap, you see James Ferentz cannot keep up. So I mean, I don't. I don't know. Do you have the look at the pi too there? Uh. Because it was like five, yeah, lock, five did, yards off the line of scrimmage oh, yeah. that they did a pick. Yeah, and it, oh, it does, was ridiculous. It was, it was the ball was in the air. So yeah, the ball was in the air. So that's the, that's what matter. makes it pi. Right. See, and maybe Belichick should have thrown the 
flag, but you know, Belichick's mean, never gonna throw the flag for those. Never no. do. He knows he's not gonna win that. The only they have been doing better to. lately, but I mean, they probably didn't even notice that. To be perfectly honest, bouts are way more VIP. Yeah, it was uh, what's his name? Uh, call. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know his name, but I know I know who you're talking about, and he didn't even notice it until like the fourth quarter, like. He came back and was that. like, "Hey guys, like, oh yeah, this was PI by the way, like, t- like two hours ago." Well, no, he did it again, but he did call it like pretty close it, after the play. He was like, "This was PI." Don't yeah. hate on Chris Collinsworth, the man's a legend. Oh, no one's hating on him. Yeah, he's I actually. Like, I, like I will say, Chris, he's Chris nice. Collinsworth called a hell of a game on the color commentating side last night. Did you did hear what they said? Job. There you go. We went one and two with them. That was awesome. The yeah. I was screaming at my TV. Al Michaels was like, I'll be 0 and 2 on our network. And I was like, one and two. We beat the Steelers week one. Good thing <laughs> you don't have the Super Bowl then. Good thing it's on Fox. Oh, man. But, uh, oh, yeah. And we can, we can sit here and bitch about the receivers all we want, but Brady wasn't perfect either. Like, I feel like his stats are so reflective of garbage time. You know why it was seven to three? Yeah, they so are. Yeah, they and then are. we're just like roasting Lamar and saying that Brady had a better stat. But you know, guys, like you, you know why we were down seven to three instead of it being tied seven to seven? Because Brady, because Bra- Brady missed a, a wide open Dorset on third down in the back of the end zone. Well, so to be Brady, fair, Brady wasn't me, perfect. Me. That's all I'm saying. What? Brady was so pissed about that. He was just like, screaming. yeah, he was. Maybe we should have went for it too. Like, where's the aggression on the road? And you have yeah. a kicker that you just signed off the street. You can pin like them at your like two yard line. He gets more like cameras on him when the Patriots are like not succeeding offensively than any other quarterback does. Cause I feel like I've never seen it where like it's like if Brady throws like an incomplete pass on like back to back three and outs, like it's just like, cameras all over the benches like watching him go back like i just think he's under such a more of a microscope than like most quarterbacks would be in like trying times i mean he i mean we know that he is because he's the best but like it's just so weird and i I think nbc does it too more than most people but like the cuts to the quarterback last night was getting like so excessive it was basically like and it was like defense allows a touchdown cut to brady although what is this like why it, there was just way too many, like... Yeah, backs. you're right. Yeah, they showed so many pictures of him. Like, they, uh, I think they showed they showed him, like, yelling at, at... I don't even know who it was they're yelling at, but they're trying to get, like, people hyped in the sideline after they called back the Fuller touchdown, and then they threw... Then Stills got the TD, which should have been called back, too. Oh, I, I saw that. Oh, my the God. I the choke hold on Van Oy. That's exactly... The first thing that came to my mind was the uh, Brock Osweiler's... Exactly, cover. the Sports Illustrated so cover. So obvious. If you guys haven't seen it, look on Brock Osweiler's Sports Illustrated cover. There's a blatant hold right? in the what? Vincent Valentine's the one getting held, right? Yeah. Or no, Dominic Easley. And uh, it's Dominic it's Easley. Ninety-nine. It's it's Dominic um, Easley. It's Dominic Easley. Um, here's the but, thing uh, about last it's night so, too. Such a blatant hold. Last night's such an easy loss to fix if you become disciplined in that football game. You probably walk out of there with a win. I feel like this is just the random loss of the year. Like every it's year we have a bad, we have every year we have a bad loss. And Baltimore, Baltimore, you could have won too if Edelman doesn't fumble that football. Yeah. Like they're still in these games, they're, and they're everyone. Two, 
and everyone just, in the media is just going crazy because we're ten and two and we're not in the first seed, and the, we haven't yeah. beat anyone right. And like, I mean, maybe next week we go out and just destroy the Chiefs, which would be incredible. But Can you imagine? To be I'd honest, rather like, get a convincing win where we win in the fourth quarter or something. The Chiefs have such a putrid run defense that I feel like we'll be fine. To be perfectly honest, if we just run the ball all game, so I don't know. Being a Georgia and a Patriots fan is absolutely brutal because you want you you sit down and you watch like like it basically every Georgia game this season has been the way that uh, the Patriots have played. It's like the same like defensive team offense that can kind of grind it out if they need to. They never really like pull away from the other team, but they're always just still kind of right in it. And they lost like a stupid game they shouldn't have. And you do that on Saturday, and then I sit down and watch the same game on Sunday. I think that between this season of Georgia football and Patriots football, I've got, like, years taken off my life because it's way too stressful. Yeah, you're right. I miss those no, days where we pop Georgia 59 man. on the text or Titan. Oh. You, like, I just – I really want, like, to win the Super Bowl because, like, you want to win the Super Bowl. That's the goal of the season. But I don't want this defense to go to waste and be forgotten about because – like if you don't win the Super Bowl and if you don't go at least if you don't go to the Super Bowl, you're not remembered. And I found this, this, this oh, defense is sorry. so good, so historic, so whatever. And I just I don't want it to be forgotten about. I found a stat today too. It popped up on my Twitter feed. I think it was since week um I think it was week nine. The Patriots have a points per game of eighteen, and that's worse than the Redskins, the Jets, the Dolphins, and someone else. In recent, yeah, recently, uh, yeah. Brady's been playing to the comparisons of uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. That was the dumbest stuff, dude. CBS, I knew they. That's the useless stats, man. CBS is just dumb stats central. Like that's all. Like there, I guarantee CBS before this episode comes out or days after, we'll do one that's like uh, the Redskins, Dolphins, Bengals, and uh, I don't even know are all one and zero in December. The Patriots are zero and one. Like they're gonna do See? like that. It's... See, this is why I don't, I don't like to use stats because uh, some of these other QBs around the league have better stats than Brady, but Brady also has less to work with, so his stats aren't as good. It doesn't mean and he's, he's not also playing. played with worse There's... weather throughout. Did the you... Yeah, and it doesn't mean he's not, <laughs> doesn't mean he's uh, not better than those other QBs just because the stats say otherwise. Like stats could be deceiving, and it's like they they tell if they're not correct. Argue this or argue me this, no, if you will. Brady is playing better this year than he was last year. Absolutely, I want to. Yeah, we said that Brady, for a couple Brady took weeks a step now. forward, which is like he's been making some throws this year that he never did last year. Yeah. And did you guys yeah, hear? Like, yeah, go ahead. Did you guys hear about Rex Ryan today? Did you hear what he said? No. Oh. So I, I can't quite remember it correctly. I think he was on ESPN or whatever network he was on. But he goes, the Patriots just have no one on the good, on the field that's good enough to win a football game. And he goes, like, there's not enough speed out there on the field. And he's like, I wouldn't be surprised if Brady leaves next year. And he goes to a team with a bunch of talent just to pretty still has it. But the best thing that he could do this season is take this team to the Super Bowl and get them a win. Because if he wins with this team, then he's the best quarterback. It really bothers if, the well, crap out of me. I think he's still the best if he doesn't. But yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, honestly, like, he just yeah. solidify himself. As nothing, the best nothing player. worse. And, I mean, it, the dude is – he might – like, I know we give, like, Rob Parker and uh, Kellerman and Nick Wright, like, the – we 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 kind of um, 
we give them just like that we, annual we, I, well i'm trying to think of the good word here is that we've uh we've deemed them like just dunce and we always are like those are the idiots but let me tell you this is bart scott might always be the dumbest because he no. doesn't come around enough to get the media attention but when he comes around after a patriots loss he always says either something that's so blatantly incorrect or just so stupid Example today on first uh, was it first, not first take uh, the, what's the one with uh, uh, first thing first thing first and he said that uh, they've never the Patriots have never made it to a Super Bowl when they go on the road at any point like for the playoffs, which is fifty percent of the Super Bowls that they've won they've had two thousand one at Pittsburgh two thousand four at Pittsburgh both AFC championships and last year not even a year ago AFC championship at Kansas City. So, so just to touch back on the Rex Ryan thing, guys, sorry to keep bringing that up, but so last year he actually said the same thing. If you guys remember, I think it was after the Pittsburgh loss, he said that um, they have no talent or whatever. And um, okay. So this is what he actually said. He said, this is the worst Patriots team I've ever seen. And he says, absolutely. I've, I said it last year and they were, and they still won the Super Bowl. right now. I'm like, this is the worst Patriots team I've seen part two. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's they're kind of mirror imaging each other. It's like last year that the defense was like having problems, like stopping uh, teams around the December area. You know, like now the offense be so dominant in December. I don't know. Like they figured year, the they figured it out against the Bills and the Jets in the last like two three games of the season. Yeah, like how could you even tell at that point? Because you're playing dog crap, so it's like you know. I hope. I just I love when we get down like this and we just slip and slip. like I think the Chiefs are going to be favored on Sunday. I don't know about well, that. We have, we have the spread by three and a half right now. Oh, do we really? Yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, we're three and a half right now, dude. Oh, the Chiefs don't blow. The I mean, their defense good. is horrid. Mahomes still hasn't figured out our defense. I don't care what you guys say. Like even that's in the a, AFC Championship a- last game against the Raiders last or last night, I guess you could say. He threw a ball. He scrambled out to the right, threw off his back foot across his body. The ball should have been picked off for six points, and the guy dropped it. Flat out just dropped it. If he makes that throw next week, which I really hope he does, he's going to have a nightmare game. Well, in that case, let's start it off here. Okay. With some, uh, yeah, let's do it. You know what? Why not? Kansas, Why not? City, Kansas City Chiefs talk. Let's do it. Well, well Kansas City. What are we thinking? We, we terrified. We not terrified. What's the? Uh... We're we're home, so I'm really not worried. And their run defense is putrid. So if we beat the Chiefs three times, and like if if Mahomes starts his career out zero three versus Brady, that'll be absolutely hilarious. I do, I don't know. We could lose. We could very well lose. But easily. But I don't see. I just can't see it. Same with the we Texans could, game. I just couldn't. I just can't see it. We could win. Oh, okay, thanks. That's uh, great analysis right there. It's going to be interesting because, like, the, we are, like, the we issue are we're always the, uh, the issue we're always faced with with the Chiefs is like, who do we put where? And I don't know what they're going to do with Hill. Whether they do like the Jonathan Jones on Hill, and then like uh, Gilmore on uh, Kelsey or so, or like whatever. Gilmore Watkins, is right? Watkins that's what they've done in the past. I'm is not Watkins a, even healthy? He's never healthy anyway. I'm not even sure if Kelsey's healthy. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't even know. 
Watkins is a good receiver, but he's never on the field, bro. Like, come on. This is honestly the best that we've been able to match up against the Chiefs since we've played them. This is the best our defense has been. Like, I don't think this is going to be the same, like, allow 30 to them that we usually do. I think we can hold them here. I mean, if certainly if other teams can, like, why not this defense? Yeah, this, this, yeah, this Chiefs offense isn't as explosive as it was last year or even like at the beginning of the season. Right. Like, they've fallen off ever since Mahomes got hurt. I don't know why. I happened. mean, the blueprints out on the Chiefs just hurt Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kirby. The blueprint is pretty much just apply pressure and like, I don't know. You just got to get to him. That's really what we did in the AFC Championship game. You just got to, you got to get to Mahomes and you got to lock down the receivers. It's it's pretty simple. It's just not easy to do because the receivers are really fast. Like I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes is is a gunslinger, a million times better than Lamar. Oh, like on a on like not even on the same planet as Lamar. Lamar cannot sling it like Mahomes. He cannot. No one can sling it like Josh Allen. No can one can. Like Josh Mahomes. Allen. Josh, Josh Allen can sling it like Mahomes. Eh. And Josh Allen can run it like Lamar. I'm My kidding. God. I'm kidding. Yeah, he can. He can actually. He can run it like Vic. Who? Well, he oh. can run. I don't know if it's as good as the running back. I'd almost but... say uh, Josh Allen's a better QB than Lamar Jackson. Oh, I love that take. Because, because <laughs> at, at least Josh Allen can throw the damn ball. Like oh, I'm talking about, like as, as a pure quarterback, which doesn't mean running. I'm talking about throwing the damn ball, making reads. I would oh, rather no. have you Josh know, Allen. Okay, you know the hats that Quentin Nelson made or got for the Colts that said "Run, run the damn ball." ball. We need ones that just say "Throw the damn ball" for Lamar. For real, dude. God, like, he. We we went like two minutes of Chiefs talk before we just completely reverted back to letting Lamar Jackson. Take I hate over Baltimore. This. I, I hate, hate Lamar Baltimore. Jackson. People say I'm salty because like we lost them, but like I've hated Baltimore for like ten years at this point. They, like, I know they piss me off so much. Lamar Logo Jackson. just makes me angry. Like when I see purple, I just get mad. I hate Lam- I hate watching Lamar Jackson run around like a dopehead, like dope every head. play and, or you behind how, his line. It's like you know how you know I just the Ravens. It- like how I hate the Ravens is that I've started to like the Steelers more this year because I hate the Ravens so much. Like the Steelers are so likable now because the Ravens are so unlikable. To be honest, that makes sense. I mean, uh, no, I just hate watching like a quarterback run around and like no one's able to tackle him because he's so like agile. And like the fact that that's a quarterback and he can't throw the ball. So I don't really count him as a quarterback. Throw the damn ball hats. Let's Throw make the them. damn ball. Throw the damn ball. Seriously, like, how am I supposed to appreciate you as a quarterback when you don't throw it? When you throw it ten times a game, like, like Michael how- Vick could at least throw it. Michael Vick had a cannon, and it's I. It's guess- a, I hate the Vick comparisons. Not not my Atlanta Falcons. Okay, shut up. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, as a runner, Lamar runs better than Vick did. Absolutely. But as a as a passer, I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of Vic. But uh, would I rather have probably Vic? I don't. I don't know. It sounds Looking like at- Lamar is like a uh, he prepares a little better than Vic ever did. Is more serious, Vic. Vic spends his time training it. dogs to fight. So yeah, that, that's okay. what kind of that's okay. Kind of what I'm, but like that's kind of what I'm saying. Because like if you listen to like people out of Baltimore, they're like. 
Lamar Jackson like studies hard. He's like really serious about it. Unlike how RG three was or how Michael Vick was, you know, that that's or how Johnny I, Manziel was exactly. Like that's what I kind of give. That's what I give Lamar credit is that he's he seems to work hard. It, he can he get better as a passer? Absolutely, and then I'll give him credit. But like until he can start, like until he can throw it like thirty times a game. And like, still have a really good QBR rating and like completion percentage and blah blah blah. Then I'll be impressed. But he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, I've looked up the stats here on Kansas City and their defense. I would like. Do you care to guess where they rank in points against? Because it was a little surprising to me. Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Twenty. They're really close. Seventeenth. Uh, yeah. I would have. I would have thought that they. Uh, they were they were lower than that because the Texans are 18th. Oh yeah, I have a stat for you guys that might that might shock yeah. you guys actually. I've surprised a lot of people with this stat. Um, <clears throat> in the Brady Belichick era, the we, we the Patriots have had nine playoff rematches with teams they lost to in the regular season. Okay, you, you want to know what the record is? I want to. I want to say nine to zero. Nope. Oh, and nine. One's my guess. What? Grant? And one. It's three and six. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, oh only, my God. Let's the see only three. Them. The only three wins are oh one against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh four against Pittsburgh. Oh. And oh and oh six against the Jets. Okay, a loss was two thousand seven oh. Giants. I don't know all the losses. I know but... one of the losses was oh seven Giants. 2011 was 07, or 2011 was the Giants. Um, um, 2012 was the Ravens. Denver in 2015. 2013 and 15 were both Denver, so that's five of those losses. And then, um, I don't know. Early uh, I'd love to know stats of like. Wait, so is this teams they've beaten the regular season that they lost no, in the this, postseason? This, no, Just teams no, that is, they have played. No, this is teams that uh, that they lost to in the regular season then played again in the playoffs. Oh, so okay. it wasn't 2013 I, Broncos then. Okay, I was this, thinking... This is teams, they lost to them in the regular then season, then... Yeah, no, lost to them and then played them again. May, is it 2009 Ravens? Did they play them in 09? No, we beat them that year, though. No, well, we lost them in the wild card that year. Yeah, but we beat them in the regular season. Oh, we did? Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Don't think that they lose, a, like, twice to a team, though, in a, in a season. But apparently they do, because they're 3-6 and six against those Now, teams. now. Like, they, st- statistically, they've struggled against uh, rematches. The team hey, they've lost. Here's the thing that, like, I kind of, and this is, this is my, my falling asleep on a Sunday night after a Patriots lost spin zone brain working. But here is the the opportunistic side of having the two seed. Look, you still get the first round by. You don't have home field, but instead, your divisional matchup is going to be you're going to be playing. You're going to be playing like Houston or or Buffalo Pittsburgh as opposed to like Kansas City, right? Unless the six somehow pulls off an upset, which I don't see yeah. against. And if they do, you're still going to get then, Buffalo or Pittsburgh. Or Kansas City. Because if the Kansas six City. wins, then we'd get Kansas City, which would well, be Well, Kansas City is going to have to be one through four. Three. If Kansas City is the three, 
and Houston's the four, then we would get Houston and vice versa. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. And that's what, I, and that's how I think it, it might play out. So if it plays out like that, then there, there's a, there's an, a positive side to not having the, because if then Kansas City goes on to beat, um, beat Baltimore, then we're playing them in the AFC Championship. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Four weeks left. I do want you when he's sleep. Don't sleep on the Titans, though. I'm sleeping. I'm soundly asleep on it. Don't sleep on the Skins to win the division. Don't sleep on the Cowboys. Dude, actually, you're like you're right though because the Skins haven't been eliminated yet, and there's a real chance the Skins could win the division. If the Skins win out, the Cowboys lose out, and the Eagles lose three of four with their only win so coming possible. against, which is coming against Dallas. Then the Redskins will finish, I think, seven and nine, and, but and nine both, Philly, both Philly and uh, um, Dallas finish six and ten. Winners and losers. You guys want to start? Uh, I don't have one yet. Uh, I can go first. Uh, At least I thought maybe, maybe not. I think I lost it. Hold up. Have mine. I can go. Go ahead. Okay, so my winner is oh, Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke, uh, first career start, first career win. Uh, Liked him at Mizzou. I think I thought he was really good. He kind of got slept on in the draft a little bit, and and slipped slipped further than I think a lot of people had him going. Broncos might have got their QB for the future. Not sure, but nonetheless, first win, first game, uh, good good all around for Drew Lock. Um, my second loser. Well, of course, I mean just Michigan as a whole, but I have a Michigan alum as my loser, and it's Adam Schefter. For a tweet, and I don't know if it's like what the deal is. Like, I don't know if uh, his like this Michigan loss is just like overtaken his brain. But I'm gonna read a tweet. This was this was moments after the Patriots' uh, loss last night or two nights ago. Whenever you're listening to this uh, on on Sunday Night Football, he tweets, and now after that Sunday night loss in Houston. The Patriots won't land back in Foxborough until about 5:30 a.m., when it will be time to get work it, get to work on Sunday's game plan against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. if the Patriots had won that game, they wouldn't be arriving at the same time and getting to work and, on the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Like, I don't like what in the world was that tweet? And like, no. Okay, I. I could think of so many losers this week. You have no idea. But uh, my loser, I'm just going to go next because I said so. But my loser is, I forget his first name, but Hayward from the Chargers. Oh, Casey Hayward. Yeah. Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward. You had one job and you fucked it up and lost your team the game. The Chargers just find different ways to lose every single week. And every it's been single going Chargers. Like- it's been going every like single Chargers game, point. every single Chargers game is the same game. You watch yep, the same game much. every single week. Pretty much. Uh, okay, my winner. This was actually kind of tough to think of, but I got the Pittsburgh Steelers because it seems like they're starting to get on a little bit of a roll here, and they're probably making. The, they're probably going to make the playoffs at this point. Their offense is looking a little better with Duck in there. A and duck is the, man. And their defense is is I'm pretty sure it's pretty legit actually. So they're looking they're looking better. I feel like someone's 
put them. I feel like Jake probably had him as a winner the other week, but whatever. I can't think of another one. So there you go. All right, Ethan, are you going to actually think of a winner this week? Uh, oh, okay. Thanks for that. Um, for a loser. Hold on. I'm just trying to do a little bit of research here. Um, okay. Okay. My winner is the LA Rams. Um, and that's what is it? Goff had a game. They were playing the Cardinals, so it's not really like that big of an. Cardinals are coming off a bye, though. But of a, a, an achievement, just the Rams looked good. They put up thirty-four. They're back in the wild card mix, as well as Forty ers also losing, and Cardinals taking the loss. But um, what is it? I'm assuming now. I don't want to make any assumptions that Seattle's going to win. They're up ten with eight minutes to go. So if Seattle can somehow lose, this is like an ideal weekend for LA um the Rams of course not not the chokers um I don't know Jared Goff looked more improved than he did against like the Steelers um my loser yeah he plays a, the, he plays a bad defense he looks good again yeah the uh, my loser is the um the AFC East on Sunday um I mean fuck <laughs> two of the teams on the AFC East on Sunday Okay, this is the worst loser ever. Oh, no, never mind. No, all three teams on the AFC East. Um, I'll start off with Dolphins. You won. I mean, good for you, but now you're eliminated from the... Now you're eliminated from the playoffs, so that didn't help with anything. Um, They lost, they wouldn't have been. I mean, who who knows? Um, (laughs) Over at this point, nothing you can do now. But uh, props to the... um, the kicker and punter. I started both of them at my flex position, and they got me like seventy points each. So that's a joke for all you people that don't understand sarcasm. Um, um, so the they Jets. don't count points for touchdowns for kickers in, in fantasy. And uh, I looked before the show, and the Dolphins kicker, the Dolphins kicker is owned in zero percent of leagues. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, not, not their punter. Not their punter, dude. I'm gonna leave and with he, punters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the Jets, like, dude, come on. The Jets suck. The Jets are they just lost. Player. They lost to the 0 and 11 Cincinnati Bengals. Like, that's just bad. That's bad. Like, Adam Gase might like be mentally fucked up. Like, Adam Gase is mentally fucked up. Um, He's gotta go. And Ooh. then the Patriots. Um, yeah. This is a big losers. Big losers. I'm going to throw some honorable mention losers in there. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles can't go without being. That's what I was was thinking about. You guys. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. As like the, what, like this, they come in in the season and they're like, we have the most talented roster. This is the year the Wentz comes back and we're, we're good again. They've lost to Atlanta, Detroit, uh, Dallas and Minnesota. New England, Seattle, and my all coming off the bye. They've lost to New England, Seattle, Miami. I mean, with the, how bad their division is, they've had every single opportunity to win it, and they're five and seven behind the six and six Dallas Cowboys. And they also like Carson Wentz has not played well, and then they got rid this, of Foles. Carson Wentz and then Foles just sucks. Carson well, this is blow. this is the point in the season where Foles would come in and save them if they still had them. Like Carson Wentz would go and, down with some back, ankle, knee injury, and Foles and would come in, save the day, win them a game, say, win them a game in the playoffs, 
and then something would happen and they'd like lose like they did last year and Foles would be the hero again. But nope, they send him to Jacksonville where he sucks just like he when he went to like LA to play for the Rams. So weird that he has twenty seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So I in guess one he's year. a system and, quarterback because he can't be successful anywhere else. Um yeah. I mean Doug Peterson's doing yeah. um, Philadelphia Eagles, you're done. Like that they, I they I, I hope they run. don't make the playoffs, but if they make the I kind of want a seven and nine team to make the playoffs just for like outrage purposes. But like, my God, that division seven, eight, and one. Could you imagine if they still had Nick Foles? <clears throat> um, what is it? Another one of my losers is just I don't know how to say this in one word, but Justin Tucker, you are so cringy, dude. You're a kicker. Big trust. Whoa, whoa. And I'll open it up. It's like, dude, you're a kicker that made a trust kick that you should have made. So what? Like trust is just trust. asking mm-hmm. to get mocked. Like that doesn't mean what does that mean? It means like mean anything. Yeah, it does. I looked it up today. I looked big, it up and I, I I got confused. Big trust is like you know what I'm saying. That, I think. So what you know? No, what it I'm means saying? it means no. Like, it means that, I got you. It means I got you, or I agree. Like if you were yeah, like, okay, yeah, I so agree like, with that. Imagine, you'd be like big trust. This. Imagine Ty Forbath coming into the media press room. After oh, the end of the game, and said, "Okay, I just want to open it up and saying, I got you, and I'll open it up to questions." That's, Kai, that's weird. Kai Forbath was so cut weird. before that game ended, but I'm I'm so glad he cut. Kai Forbath he was blows. cut before he was signed. They're like, we're signing <laughs> one game. They didn't even give up Nick Foles Walker. Yeah, he's just. Uh, I will he's, say actually, this. He's, he's an... Okay, keep going. If uh if we beat the Ravens in the playoffs, I want Sony to come up and go big trust, big trust before he introduces Brady. Here, but here's a question. Here's a here's a good question to end on. Who repli- Who do we cut to bring Nick Falcon? Tom Brady. Like as like okay, let's assume <laughs> Nick Folk Cody Kessler back. Dude, I, they love I, Kessler. To be honest, I hope so. him. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Grant. Honestly, like uh, Jermaine Elamundor. Uh, Corey Cunningham. Hasn't, one of the two. They're two Didn't linemen. did we trade that, for one of those bums? Right? And they, they have yes, yes, We traded for but, the new, and he's just as big as a bum as they are. Stop it. That's ridiculous. Well, that is a fucking no. awful take. That was, um, that's, that's pretty bad. That take is that take is almost as bad as your AB <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, that's a topic for... 10 seconds if we want to introduce that. Hey, you want to talk about it? Uh, am I going to talk about that? Okay. Uh, um, it's kind of all about you. <laughs> kind of kind of me. Um, so this morning, I was... Making national felt, headlines. Yeah. I felt, like, weird coming out of the, uh, the Houston game. Like, it's a it's a feeling that I, like, hadn't felt before. Like, it was so many, like, what if. Us? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to, um... I wanted to, um... You know, just like elaborate. I didn't really know, and I was upset because I wanted to let that, that let that loss energy out. This is, this is poetry yeah. right now, dude. Like, oh Jesus! So I put this <laughs> in my story with a uh, a little gif of Antonio Brown twerking, saying, "I'm starting to question if Robert Kraft wants to win. This is a business. You have rumors of your Hall of Fame quarterback wanting to leave, as well as already losing your All Pro tight end. I would assume that you would want to improve your offensive threats, which are obviously lacking. Tom and Josh have nothing." with swallow your pride rkk a report came out that you had fingers up your ass during the spa just <laughs> let us sign ab and you can win another super bowl if not if, i'm not sure this is the super bowl winning roster at ab 
should have read that. it like you should have read it like Toucher and Rich did, where they read half of it yeah. and then said, uh, and then uh, there's uh, dirty uh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, there's that's dirty stuff. Move. That's I such a radio that story. Move. I put that on my story like seven thirty ish. I don't know. And then I check my phone like two hours later. It said AB has put your story on his story, and I'm just like. I'd seen him do this with a bunch of people. And when I typed it up saying the, cause I meant not like, I'm not trying to insult Robert Kraft. I, I, what I said is a report came out that you had fingers up your ass. Um, which <laughs> is a report, a report, which did. Is a report that did come out. So I'm not trying to offend him. However, I guess people are taking it like that. And, and t- I, when I typed this, I tagged AB just cause like, sure. I tagged AB, AB. Why not? And I'm like, there's no way that this guy is dumb enough to put this on his story. Then you, and, f- you forgot it was Antonio Brown. And I forgot it was Don't Antonio be fooled. Brown. He was and dumb enough. It was Antonio Brown. He, I heard he's being cast for the new lead in Dumb and Dumber 3. Um, oh, that was but, a good one. Oh, shoot. Um, so, <laughs> oh, he put it on his story, and then I was like, this is a bad look. Uh, deleted it. Um, and then... It got everywhere. Shots it are forever. Went, I, I cannot believe that that actually made it to like Toucher and Rich. And, it went on to Toucher and Rich, which is 98.5 The Sports Hub morning show. It went on to CBS Sports. It went to... SN. Um, I feel like everyone's it taking it MS- the wrong way, it to went be perfectly to Nessun, honest. It went to Nesson. It went to MSN. It got blew up on Twitter. Um, NBC Sports. Basically, every Patriots beat writer but Mike Reese was like quote tweeting it, being giving their 12 up, 12 right, up, like, Larry Brown Sports. It went everywhere. And people and are, pe- like, calling me out saying, oh, you're the reason that he's not coming back. Yeah, okay. Dude, I am a page that reports. I think it's funny that people... And I spread my opinion, which I said this is not a rule winning roster unless we have him swallow your pride craft. And AB put this on his story, knowing that it said you have fingers up your... It is such That's an idiot for putting fault. that on his story. That's not my yeah, fault. It, it's, not his, it's not his fault... It's not Ethan's fault that uh that Antonio Brown put it on his story. That's Antonio Brown. If that if that does anything to like uh prevent him from coming back, which to be honest was already a sliver chance yeah. as it is. It's like, like it was like a one percent chance. That's his own one percent chance. It's it's his own fault. He's he is burning this bridge by himself. He's been doing it since the text messages from forever ago, and he's still doing it by. Yeah, by, he did it I by mean, everyone. About everyone joked crap. about him coming back, but like, like it's so yeah. rare because people forget he still has a pending rape charge going on against. Him. Like people, it's for, not people even, forget that he might have raped someone. We, yeah, and uh, we could sign him, and the the NFL could still put him on the commissioner's exempt list. So it's not even they, a guarantee that he plays people, if we sign him. People forget that like. The report came out that like if the pages knew about this rape charge that was coming up, they would have never signed him they in the first place. Him. They wouldn't have signed him in the first place. So it's like it's Dude, like the it's grandma, like the the, the, free, pink, the pink hats <laughs> that have their fingers in their ear. They're like, I don't want to hear about that. Just sign A B and make all the Patriots problems go away. Okay. Right. It's as much as we all want A B back, it's not gonna happen. It's really not gonna happen. It certainly isn't now, thanks to Ethan Hurwitz. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> thanks, Ethan. Gillette Nation ruined it for everybody. Thank oh, you for ruining our, ruining our got, Super Bowl hopes. I got mentioned by name on NBC Sports too, where it's like, um, 
Like a, a rumors, Patriots fan page, Gillette Nation. Yeah, rumors swirled Sunday morning that this is on NBCSports.com if you guys want to look it up. Rumors swirled Sunday morning that Patriots players and coaches would welcome Brown back to New England if owner Rob Kraft okayed the move. As the Patriots struggled to move the change, it didn't seem far-fetched that Brown could be a Patriot again sometime soon. <laughs> then, Brown took to Instagram on Monday morning and reposted a rant from Patriots fan account, Gillette Nation, that bashed Kraft. <laughs> Not also, put the hyperlink. If you click on it, it goes to your account. That's just and amazing. That, and, that, and that probably ends his hopes in returning to Foxborough. Warning, this post does contain some not safe for work. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> putting the NSFW tag on it. Like, like you were. It's and yeah, so it, made, it made the radio, too. Toucher and Rich. Toucher and Rich calling it Yo, fake. I, is the okay. part. Yeah, they I'm called gonna, it fake news. Like, well, okay, I'm the best part was, podcast. Was, was them. Yo. You should put... You should put the audio of that in the, right here. At yeah, this, intro at this in our pod, or like yeah, right. We'll put it in right now, like what I'm saying. All right, right but, now we're gonna put it in. What's going on with Antonio Brown? There's something that you're seeing that's probably fake. There is a fake thing going around right now, a fake Instagram post from Antonio Brown that is going around. This is not from him, but it's a fake one that's coming out. This says, "I'm starting to question if Robert Kraft wants to win." This is a business. You have rumors of your Hall of Fame quarterback wanting to leave, as well as already losing your All Pro tight end. I would assume blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and then um, he starts uh, talking about like dirty stuff at the end of it. So it's not real. Okay. So it, it, despite the, like several people actually tweeting it to me, that is not real. All right. Trust me, if it was real, it would be everywhere. All right, uh, Hardy. All right. Someone saying that thing is real. The Antonio Brown thing. And he put it on his Instagram story. His Instagram story, I just checked. And it's like a whole bunch of stuff with his kid. Unless I'm not doing this right. Like, I just checked his... Allow the influencer in the room All right. to take a look. <laughs> Ten hours, let me see. And like, it's from a fan, but he reposted it. All right, let me see. All Allow right. the influ- If this is real, this is kind of a big story. What? Um, I stopped following him. Okay. Because he was getting so annoying. Oh, oh my God, it is real. What? Okay, let's read this. I'm going to read it. Read it. So he put this, he's basically retweeting something that somebody sent him. Turn the music off. It says, I'm starting to get questions. This is on Tano Brand's Instagram. I'm starting to get questions if Robert Kraft wants to win. This is a business. You have rumors of your Hall of Fame quarterback wanting to leave as well as already losing your all-pro tight end. I would assume that you would want to improve your offensive threats, which are obviously lacking. Tom and Josh have nothing to work with. Swallow your pride, RKK. A report <laughs> oh, came out God. that you had fingers up your blank Whoa. during the during the spa. Oh. Wait, just, he really did this? Yes. Just right. let us sign uh, AB, and you can win yeah, another Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. not, I'm not oh, sure this is back. a Super Bowl. Yeah. Somebody else wrote it. He put it on the storyline. No. Are you talk out about of it? your mind? Yeah, we're probably going to talk about him now. We're not. Like it's. Antonio Brown is. Ne- what are you doing? You are never coming back. Talk well, about self sabotage. This guy that's is it. an idiot. I've never met a bigger idiot in sports who just sabotages his career over and over right, and over play. again. That can't be real. Are you kidding? That can't me? be real. Make sure that's real. That is. Uh, you didn't I just get looked. Duped? I just looked. I went to his thing. Huh? Um, it's on his storyline. <laughs> He now he didn't write it. He's reposting now, somebody else. Is the idea that he's going to come back? It's a bold strategy. It really is. <laughs> I mean, why he not? At this point, like, yeah. finger up his blank. Kraft's going to read that. and He goes, you know what? Are you out of your Perhaps mind? Perhaps I was too harsh. <laughs> you know what? I'm wrong now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eh, guy has a point. All right. <laughs> How's your ride today? Yeah. Okay, and you've already heard it. So. The best part of that was that the rhythm rhythm would be perfect right now.
but like it don't work. So but... and and there was dirty stuff at the end. So <laughs> yeah, we obviously didn't for the that. for the kids at home. <laughs> but touch and Rich going, it's fake. I know it when I've seen it. Like he he said, what did he say? He and he's like, like, he's like, if it was, re- it. he's like, if it wasn't, it's real. It'd, it'd be, be everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> but like, it's it kind of is right now, dude. It's on your channel, which is a big enough media source. Weirdest anyway. part was their Instagram. Someone commented, "This is fake," and Touch and Rich responded and said, "No, it's not. This is real." So I don't know what the. <laughs> yeah, and Touch and Rich, come on to our podcast. We'll fight yeah, you. we would debate you, you care all day. To, care to come on? <laughs> Must be video. Alright, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, adios. Adios. Adios.